Welcome, everybody. I'm very excited for this episode. Today, I'm going to be talking about the music of the Lord of the Rings, how important music is in film, in life, and I'm going to talk a little bit about what I think about the recent series of Lord of the Rings thus far, but... um. And I'm just going to talk about how much I love this music. So um, stick around. We're going to get right into it. So. Thanks for coming in, everybody. I'm going to go ahead and just leave this music playing for your enjoyment and pleasure. And as I talk, I'm going um, to probably hear something that's playing. And I'm going to highlight the importance of it, the meaning behind it, and um, why I think it's so important to be pointing it out. <laughs> so, first of all, that first opening sequence is where we hear that first theme of Lord of the Rings. The and uh, you'll hear that constantly played throughout this. I'm probably going to turn this down a little bit so you can hear me talking because it'll get loud again. But um, no, it's music is so important. And here's why. it Music is one of the biggest uh, things connected in your mind to a past memory. Um, it can also be something that helps people to learn. Like some of the the things you have the most memorized came because it was a song. So, for instance, you probably know all the songs off of the album of your favorite artist back in the day. P.S. This playing right now is one of my favorite themes in the whole series because it's this it's this thing about the hobbits and just this peaceful tone, and it's just so soothing, but it's also very deep. That's one of the words I'm gonna be using a lot in this episode. Deep, meaningful, strong, bold, and definitely not generic. Not generic at all, it's really good. So anyway, you probably have all those songs from your favorite album when you were 13 years old memorized, right? Tell me if I'm wrong. I know I do. And I'll tell you what album that was. It was Switchfoot, The Beautiful Letdown. I know every album. I know all the songs. I know all the lyrics. Um, there are some things I have memorized just down to a T. I have most of the, the words memorized from Nacho Libre memorized and Napoleon Dynamite. And The Master of Disguise. Those are my three top cult classic movies. Um, and of course, Lord of the Rings. I don't have all the dialogue memorized for this because it's a lot of dialogue. But um, I wanted to go over the music of this movie especially because, you know, I've talked about Lord of the Rings in the past and uh, I've heard that um, that it's good, that you all like it. So I'm going to keep talking about it. Uh, but, man, I mean, how can you not like this music? It's, it's so good. Okay, I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> but... Um, but music is so important to 
who you are as a person because it's linked to different memories of your past. It's linked to hopes for the future. And music is one of those things that transcends language. It's a, it's a language in and of itself. Uh, it's been said that music is the universal language, um, that it communicates across a broader audience than just um, American or German or Russian or Chinese. It, all of them have the ability to take in music and to feel what's being communicated through it. Um, music is so powerful in that way. It's, um, it's definitely, it's strong in a spiritual sense. We know that. Mentally, it's good. It does these things for memorization, and it's a way to link memories. And um, this, this part right here is them going into the forest of uh, Galadriel. If you've been watching the recent series, you know very well who Galadriel is. Um, elf princess, very, um, very ancient person, but very wise and powerful. And you, you get the essence of that from this music going on right now. At a certain point, you see them. It, elves are pretty much like angelic beings, pretty much, and. Um, you get the essence of that from the qu the choral background, very ethereal um, strings, and some of that echo and reverb going on in there. But um, anyway, and you, there's also a visual of them in the movie, all walking up big flights of stairs up these trees. Trees are indicative of life, and they are also known for having eternal life, unless they're killed in battle. But um, that's what that music kind of lends itself to. And also, I just want to, um, anyway, I'm just super, I'm a little distracted by the music, excuse me, but, um, I wanted to keep it on in the background because I wanted to be able to talk about all of it, <laughs> but I can't do that. I, I want to be able to pick apart all of it and be like, oh, this is why this is so good. This is why that's is, this is so good. Because um, I was going to go over one one clip of the soundtrack to you guys, but it wasn't even that iconic of a clip. And it kind of goes over the part in the story that was really kind of a high peril moment. A big scary monster was coming after them, and it felt more like a horror scene, so I didn't really want to pick pick apart that one but it is an important point to be able to um, talk about the music that's played throughout Lord of the Rings is indicative of uh, the deeper really importance of music itself in Lord of the Rings and in Middle Earth and I'm going to connect this all to how deep and important music is to us in our lives and about what God thinks of music and and really his role in music. Um, in Lord of the Rings, music was the way that the earth, that everything was created. You had the, the god of their universe, um, Iluvatar. Had, he had all of the different, um, basically, there are also these other angelic beings, kind of like little mini-gods uh, in their world. So this, obviously, this is not completely like a, a verbatim, allegory of anything. I've already talked about that because they're including kind of, it gives the 
the idea of having gods in this universe kind of made it feel more like a mythology, which is what Tolkien was going for. Um, but it was also to kind of point you towards, you know, kind of this deep um, celestial kind of feel throughout the, the stories. So anyway, um, Eru, or Iluvatar is his name, he gets all these people gathered together, and they all sing in this big mighty chorus together for this great big music. The great music is what it was called. And there was somebody who came in, and he was a... Um, he, he was somebody, his name was Melkor, and he was somebody who really, he presented and introduced the first Discord. He was somebody called, the, it was called the Discord of Melkor that got introduced into this whole thing. And um, so what he did is he, he created his own song and started singing it in the middle and clashing with what was going on with uh, Iluvatar's song. Some people would join Melkor, others would be opposed to him, and then you had this clash going on between the two. And then at the end of it, um, Eru, at the end of it, finally Melkor's song gets drowned out because uh, Iluvatar himself comes in and just pervades over it and stops the whole thing. And he says, see, this is what happened. Look at, so this is my world, this is the world that you all created with the music. And, um, and they see the world, that it's really cool and it's beautiful. And Melkor sees it and wants to go and conquer it. So he he wants to go and be the one that... Uh, he's the one that wants to rule it. This next song kind of goes into what I'm talking about. The Union of the Two Towers. This is an important uh, moment in the movies. Uh, you have the tower in uh, Mordor where Sauron was, and you had the tower where Saruman was, and Saruman's the other wizard that he turned bad, um, Gandalf's counterpart. So anyway, um, and this was kind of like, this is sort of what Melkor's music was. It was this sort of clashing music, and you can hear it musically. There is a term musically for this, and it's called, it's called, um, not discord, but um, not dissent. What's the word? Um, it begins with a D as well. Dissonance is uh, what it's called. So, and dissonance can be used in music effectively, but it's usually used to d to build tension. That's one of the things that Lord of the Rings music does really well. Is uh, the composer of it? He developed this tension between the notes and between all the different themes that occurred, and he created this tension between all of them really well. The tension and then the release of all of, of, all, all, of all the music. And um, I believe the same thing occurs in life. There is, there is a fight. I'm gonna say, this is a little preaching moment right here. There's a fight to your faith because there's somebody who opposes you. And it's this tension that's being built up against your faith. And if you don't answer it, he will come in and create discord. And the dissension will prevail. And you will be left without a resol resolution. It won't be, it'll go unresolved. And that's another musical turn. The resolving is what happens when you finish the progression. You go forward in the, in the scale. In music there, um, in Western music at least, um, there is, it's called a 12-tone temperament. 
and you have you see it on the piano you have the white keys and the black keys you have the um you have the seven keys that, that are in a scale and then the black ones are just kind of like uh, in in between ones so to speak not the best explanation of that but um you'll you'll kind of get it in a minute um and then there so there's seven notes total in a scale but then the eighth note is what resolves it so you'll hear it get played out when um when you play the piano i'm gonna pause this for a minute i'm gonna go to my piano i know y'all were enjoying that a lot um but I'm going to approve a point. I'm just going to illustrate what that is. And I can't do that over the Lord of the Rings music. So this is what it sounds like. I'll go in the key of C. Dun, 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 dun. That's the seventh note. And, and if we were to stay here, we'd be like, oh my gosh, there's no resolve because we still have all the other notes in our head. And we're like, oh. And you're kind of like, oh my gosh, resolve the song. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so that's what that's all about. Oh, I got to get out of this app. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's just to illustrate the point that there's that discord that occur that can occur if it doesn't get resolved. What Lord of the Rings does really well is that there's all this music that's built up to have little tension and release, or, uh, well, I guess release is a good word, moments within the, uh, within the story. It's illustrating the tensions and release moments of the plot and uh, all the characters developing. It's helping illustrate all that. That's what good soundtrack music does. If you watch a good movie with good music, that's what's going on is that the music behind it is illustrating what's going on in the story. They're not independent of each other, and one is not dragging the other either. They're, walk they're working in tandem together. And so, like I was saying, um, in the fight of faith, you need to have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the word of faith route here, you need to have your words working for you, because if you don't, your words and your uh, your confession of faith is kind of like the song that you're singing. It's kind of like the melody that you've been given to play in life. And if you're not playing it, then really that's your part in the song that God has made for you. Oh, come on, somebody. That's the part of uh, the song that God has for you to play in order to fill, fulfill the purpose that he has on your life to be able to walk in the fullness of what he has and uh, complete his purpose. And at the end of all things, we're going to be able to see what um, what us doing our part did for the kingdom of God, what it did for this quote unquote great music that he had that he had in store that he had recorded. You could say that God Himself is a great composer that composed all of this great music and put it all together for us to enjoy, for us to be not just partake uh, spectators but participants of it, and. Um, and that's why I love this music, because it, it's a calling to that. It's a calling to be a part of this storytelling. It isn't just telling your story. It's telling the story that God wants you to tell. He has a story for you to tell, but you have to do it His way. Otherwise, it's going to be discord. It's going to be dissension. It's going to be tension that does not release. It's going to be, you're going to be part of the, the tension 
that doesn't um, that doesn't resolve. We're part of the resolve. We're part of the solution. As uh, if you're a Christian in the body of Christ, you are part of the resolve that's happening. The devil is doing a lot in today's world to, to create discord, disillusionment, distress, to discourage people. All of these dissing. He disses people. He gets diss on everything. And diss on that. Diss on this. Diss on that. <laughs> but our part is to be the resolution, the resolving. And all of this, but it's not just like simple solutions either. There's a lot of complex problems that are to be resolved too. That's the other part of, uh, of good music. It's, uh, it's tension that's well, uh, that's well distributed. If you ever go out to somewhere like uh, Nebraska or Kansas, you will look out for miles and see absolute flat earth for hundreds of miles. It's so flat, it's ridiculous. Uh, I've driven through Kansas and Nebraska. I prefer Kansas because Nebraska smells like horse manure the whole way there. It's ridiculous. Um, in Kansas, though, it can be a little scary. They they legit have way more tornadoes. We passed by one one time uh, on a road trip back from Tulsa. Ooh, that was scary. <laughs> it was funny, though. Um, anyway, so... That's what good music does. It distributes evenly, but it's but it isn't just flat like uh, just one note the whole stinking time. Sometimes that's a good thing. It develops a base for something to happen. But then something occurs and it ascends. Like this music here, it's starting to ascend a little bit. And you're feeling the meaning behind what's going on. This uh, this track is called The Forging of Andriel. Andriel. It was a sword that was broken um, that belonged to Aragorn's ancestor. Aragorn is the one who is the king that's returning to take his throne in Middle-earth. Uh, he's sort of a representation of Jesus, one of the aspects of Jesus as king, the rightful heir to the throne of the kingdoms of men. Um, so it gets the sword and it's really cool too because they do a really good job of making these grandiose um, uh, arrangements and that can really only be done with a good orchestra and uh, all of the arrangements that can be done there um, something about orchestra and classical type music um, something about it makes it really time there's something very timeless about it and so you couldn't really have picked any better music for Lord of the Rings because Lord, the, the world of Middle-earth in itself has a very timeless feel to it. From, from the elves and how ancient they are to the, the mysticism of just the, how different races came about in Middle-earth. You have the dwarves, you have uh, even the orcs have their his history that's interesting. And though, albeit twisted, um, you, you just have these great themes all tying together uh, of course we want to talk about discord the, or the orcs are part of the discord don't uh, don't get that twisted <laughs> but um, anyway I was talking about it's your part in the story that's really important that's why this music really uh, 
uh, for lack of a better term, blesses me. I'm like, oh, I've got a part in this story. It's awesome. Now, um, I will bring up the thing that I, uh, I was not, I guess I have to bring it up because it's part of what's going on right now, is the new series that's going on. Um, and you know, it's good. <laughs> it's, it's okay. And, but I think one of the main reasons why I don't really like it, for one, the story lacks a little bit and it's dragging. It drags on. It's one of the the beefs I have with this series and with The Hobbit. They're dragging stuff out for too long. Um, some people have that contention about the original Lord of the Rings. I don't think so. I feel like it was very well paced. It was very good. Um, not too slow, not too fast. Um, but it was just a lot of good content, too, within all of that. And it's just really a world you can get lost in. And again, it's because they did really good storytelling with the writing and with the music. One was not dragging the other. And uh, But you can also hear in some of these things, you can hear what's going on. This, uh, this track is called Lighting of the Beacons. And this is when uh, Gondor is the, the kingdom that's fighting against Mordor. They're like right up against their border, just for backstory. And um, Gandalf, the wizard, the one who uh, is leading the, the fellowship and the one who really told Frodo about the dangers of the ring, told him you have to go and destroy it. He's one of the wise, the wiser people in Middle-earth. He's there in uh, Gondor and he's telling the steward that you got to light the beacons. And... Um, Basically, he's saying no, but he got Pippin to go light the beacons. So you see the beacons lighting, and it's and that ascension that uh, those really quick-paced uh, violin strokes that are going on there are giving this sense of uh, apprehension, but this hopeful apprehension that's uh, playing out in them, and they're just they're very excited. It's like oh, this these uh, beacons are getting lit. They're going across each of the mountains, and. Um, and again, just really well done shots. And um, when they finally reach Rohan, which is another kingdom of men, um, they were smaller, but they could help. And they had a treaty with them. Aragorn comes up and sees the beacon lit. He comes into the king's court and says, the beacons of Gondor are lit. And, uh, and then the king says, and Rohan will answer. And it's this epic moment, kind of like this one right here. Um, and this is them fighting against uh, the orcs here. They're coming in. They're like, yeah, you guys are getting destroyed. We're going to run you over. So really glorious moment right here, too. That's the other thing. This music really speaks of a glorious um, purpose for everything. I like this music. I, I like Lord of the Rings in general because of um, the deep, rich past that it has. But then when you live out, live through this story of Lord of the Rings, you feel the call towards a grand, glorious future before you. And, man, it just communicates all of this to me. I'm just, I just love all of it. So, um, yeah. And I was, and so your part in the story is very important. 
uh, what else was I going to say? I was going to talk about how, oh yeah, so you even hear some of the uh, parts where like there's kind of some hopeless feelings going on. Like this is one of those moments. Um, you feel that communicated through the music. Uh, you can hear the little bit of an eerie, like the eerie strings in the back a little bit. And it's from the uh, the orcs kind of being a looming uh, threat in the background. You can feel the sense of battle. That there's a battle that's about to come. Let's hear this. Okay. So most of the rest of these are actually just uh, the really grandiose ones. Let's, I'm going to skip ahead to one. We're going to go to Aragorn's speech at Blackgate. Ah, yes, this is the call to arms. And uh, Aragorn's there, and he's just rallying the troops. He's like, there is a day that the, the world of men will fall, but it is not this day. This day we fight! And blah, 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 blah. He says other things. Very, uh, very inspirational moment here. Um, I actually want to get to Mount Doom. Let's look at this one. Oh, this is... Okay, this was all the happy music. Um, but yeah, no, I liked... This was all the good music. I... Ah, this is the really the good part that I liked as well. That whistle is indicative of... Uh, the Hobbit's kind of theme just lingering in, just barely hanging on by a thread because they've been through so much. The melody for a while is lost, but it's it's kind of brought back in. And so and I'll use this as a preaching point too. We all we all go through things, okay? I don't care who you are. Yes, I believe the victory belongs to the church. And we are supposed to walk in victory every day of our lives. No defeat, no darkness for us. We're children of the light, not of darkness. But darkness does come to face us. It does come to test the light that's on the inside of us. And there may be times where it seems hopeless that we won't get through something. But uh, I like a, uh, I like a preaching illustration that I heard somebody use that. Uh, of course, this was a, a South Texas preacher using this one, and you can tell because it's uh, in Texas. They, uh, whenever there's a snowstorm that comes through, in uh, or North Texas, I don't know. Um, I don't know Texas well enough, but there the Longhorn bulls would be going through a, a storm, and and that that was the thing. They didn't try to run away from the storm. They would literally find where the headway was coming from. They would find the direction of the wind and go against the wind. Why? Why would you do that? Isn't that more strain? Isn't that more trouble? Yeah, but it also gets you through it quicker. And so I'll bring it back around to the music. When you've got uh, the scripture says to uh, speak to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. This was also uh, another scripture talked about how you have to you build yourself up on it. 
you encourage one another with these things, with, with the psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, giving thanks to God. And uh, thanksgiving is the voice of faith. Thanksgiving is the voice that brings you out of out through darkness. You may you may feel like you're going through a dark time where you don't know what's going to happen next, but you have to keep your head up against the wind, go forward through the storm, and you will come out on the other end. You won't do not lose your song. Do not lose what God has placed on the inside of you. That's the end of that music. So, um, I think I'll wrap it up there. Um, if I got forgot to talk about anything I'm supposed to, I'll just make a part two or something. Um, but so, thank you all for listening and tuning in. Oh, I didn't intro this. This has been Epic Gnosis on behalf of Verity Talk. I hope you got some Epic Gnosis today, tonight, this morning, afternoon, whenever you're watching. And if I don't see you again till tomorrow, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Ten bucks, I'll demo you. What movie is that from? Might have to talk about the movie? No? I don't know. See you next time.